Hi, my name is Kira. I tend to forget to introduce myself, so this is what that is. I am a Seattle-based storyteller, writer, uh, podcaster, you name it. I just really want to share the gospel and share how Jesus truly changes everything. So this is your invitation to stay. You can find other episodes as well as my blog, um, any other important links, all in the description. Also, you can check it out on kiragothier.com. That should have everything that you're looking for. But there is grace here. There is love here. There is truth here. I hope you enjoy today's episode. I'm in an odd position because I guess I accidentally came out as Christian. Let me explain. I started my blog years ago, initially as a way to capture my life as a college student. And it's been amazing seeing that content evolve from life updates as I thought I was going to fail miserably in my classes to to post about why the Christian faith is true. Jesus gets all the glory for, for everything that I, that I write and post that you would consider good. All right, Jesus gets the glory for that. I take credit for all of the, uh, the garbage posts, if you will. As I've grown in my faith and continue growing in my faith, you've seen the passion that I, that I have for Jesus. I've created a podcast over it. I, I pour a lot of hours into this. Like, I I love Jesus, and I I just want to share Jesus with you. And thinking about my long-term goals and and desires, I have a passion to share the gospel with high school and college students particularly. Like, I want to teach them how to lovingly defend and share who Jesus is so that they can go about and share the gospel. I want to teach others who then can teach others. All to say that my my mission is to follow Jesus and to follow God's will for my life. And if it so happens that I end up doing what I desire, great. If I don't, also great. Because God's will for my life matters more. And I want that more, even when I don't. I, I want to do what God has called me to do, and where he sends me, I will go. I've said this before, and it, and it hits differently now. Stay until the end to understand why. In the meantime, what that looks like is sharing my faith on this podcast and on my blog. As I speak, it's it's not like I have a ton of people who, who read what I write and listen to what I put out. Like, I don't have a massive following yet. <laughs> Praise God. But regardless, I, I've realized that that faith-based content creation is kind of my thing, and that's what I'm known for. When I say I accidentally came out as Christian, I mean that there's no there's no hiding what I believe. Like, I've, I've gone out of my way to share my faith. I've gone out of my way to make it a point that like, hey guys, 
I'm a Christian. You search up my name, and the first thing that comes up is Through Faith and Grace by Kira Gothier, where, where I clearly state that I'm a Jesus follower. That that part of my identity, or rather the the primary way I identify, is reflected in my social media accounts. Does that make me a Christian influencer? I, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. I, I hate the term. I appreciate the title, uh, Christian content creator. But I guess it's all the same general category. Being so open about my faith puts several eyes on me. Some who despise Christianity, some who became Christians yesterday, and some who have been attending church since they were in their mother's womb. So I, I'm constantly wondering and asking God, how can I be the best ambassador for Christ right now? How can I, can I show non-Christians who Jesus is? How can I invite the Bible haters to read the Bible with its needed context? How can I help other Christians in their walk with Jesus? And most importantly, how can I, can I do all of this in a way that aligns with God's will for my life, giving him all the glory, right? It's, it's more of him, less of me. Like we agree on the primary doctrine, you know, Elijah, he, he loves God. He loves Jesus. He understands that Jesus is Lord. He understands the significance of the cross and accomplished resurrection. He understands that salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. Anyway, <laughs> on his Instagram, he, he asked the question, what do you think Christian influencers can do better? And he, he posted uh, some he posted some of the responses on his Instagram story. And so I, I would like to just read some of those to you. Be more real about struggling. Try to be more transparent. Less aggression, less drama. Less of always trying to defend the gospel and just start sharing it. Stop hating on other Christians. Differentiate between their personal opinion and scripture. Explain how we can share our faith more. Promote the Bible more often rather than themselves. Elijah sums up all of these responses, and it, it comes down to these, these three points. Be real and vulnerable. Be compassionate to one another. Like, there's too much name-calling. Give practical steps and talk about things that, that help people in their day-to-day -day lives as Christians. I think you can run into a lot of trouble if you ultimately let your audience, your following, or just the people around you tell you how to do life. Like, even if they have the greatest intentions, I think you can run into a lot of trouble. You can't please everyone. In fact, we Christians are called to please God, not people. We're, we're called to love God and love people, but we're not called to please and to serve people in the way that we strive to please and serve God.
That said, I, I believe you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you chose to ignore any feedback, right? Like there, there's a balance. Yes, as Christians, we are called to please God, not man. But that doesn't give you an excuse to automatically ignore people. God speaks to us through people. Like we know this. If God can do it through a donkey, surely he can do it through people. These are these are people's answers and as a as a Christian creator, I must ask myself how can I be a light? How can I be an ambassador for Christ? And most importantly, what is God calling me to do? The responses that that stood out to me were the ones that spoke about less aggression and less trying to defend or prove the gospel. I've spent a lot of time defending the gospel and sharing about this and sharing sharing this research that I've found and I think there's a time and place for that. But at this moment, I feel like God is is telling me, "Do not forget to share your story." I notice that I can get so worked up in the facts. And of course, these facts are important. There's a time and place for them. Christian apologetics is important, but, but so is my testimony. And so is yours. One of the greatest reasons to follow God is because Jesus transforms our hearts, actions, and way of living. Each and every single one of us is a prime example of what happens after you accept the gospel. We have the privilege of, of experiencing what life is like after we believe Jesus is Lord. And so our, our testimonies matter. Their significance. I share Elijah's question with you because regardless if you are a Christian content creator or not, it's our job as Christians to study the culture, and to figure out how to communicate with the culture. We're called to make disciples, and I, I believe that begins with understanding our culture. Jesus communicated clearly to the culture and religion at the time that he is Lord, he's the Messiah. We must understand how to point people to Jesus. And I, I believe that means we must understand the world and, and how to communicate effectively, lovingly, and, and gently to people. I've had conversations with Christians in the past where they get so caught up in the approach itself. Right? They spend days beginning with, with the question, what is the best way to share the gospel with atheists, with Mormons, with Jehovah Witnesses? with Buddhists, with agnostics, and, and they will study the snot out of every argument and counter-argument that they could possibly face. And listen, that, that sounds exhausting, Christian. And I, I don't mean to overstep, but I, I've tried that, that approach before. You can learn every reason why the Christian faith is true, but at the end of the day, it's a heart issue. Don't, don't overwork yourself because regardless of how someone responds when you bring up Jesus, it was never about you. It's, 
it's the Holy Spirit that works in them when they finally confess Jesus is Lord. All right, don't, don't get so worked up. None of this is about you. It's about God as you share the gospel. Like, are, are you sharing the gospel out of, out of love or are you sharing it because you like winning arguments? Are you sharing Jesus with them because you know the good news and you want to invite them to read the Bible? Or are you sharing Jesus with them like for your own ego? I think that's what matters more than the method itself. Where is your heart, Christian? And I, I think that's something that we need to ask ourselves every day and every time we share the gospel and every, every method we try. Where is our heart? Where's my heart? As you do the things you do, say the things you say, and, and, and post the things you post, I think like that's ultimately what matters, where our heart is. Are we, are we acting in a way that pleases God and seeks to share who Jesus is? I share with you the three main responses Elijah received because maybe something there resonates with you. Something resonated with me. Maybe you, you've realized you haven't been transparent about the things you're going through and you're just, you've been pretending that you have it all together. Or, or, or maybe you, you've realized you've been gossiping and talking smack about other people and, and it's not super... That's not super Christ-like of you. I'm realizing that, that I'm spending too much time trying to prove Christianity to people. And though there's a time and place for that, I'm, I'm forgetting the importance of mine, my own stories. I know what life looks like after getting saved. And I've, I've forgotten to share those stories with this audience. That's not to say that my, my career in, in answering questions and objections to Christianity is over. <laughs> but rather, I need to remember that, you know, it's not everything. My story matters. I need to ask myself, like, where my heart is. As I'm recording this, I've been really struggling, both mentally and emotionally. Like, everything is utterly out of my control and it, and it feels like feels like my entire world has been flipped upside down if you were to ask me a year ago what i think my life would look like in a year nothing about what's happening now would ever come into consideration i would have never guessed that i'd be moving to the other side of the country none of this is easy leaving my, my dream job, leaving my family, and going to a place that I, I don't really want to go to. <laughs> Honestly, there, there's a lot of fear, a lot of doubt, and a lot of questions. The mental and emotional stress rises every single day, and now it's to a point where it's affecting my physical body. Like, I, I'm bearing the weight of all the stress, and it's to a point where my... It, where my, my physical body feels like it's shutting down. Like I, I can't recover from my workouts as easily, even when I've reduced the volume. It takes me forever to fall asleep and I haven't been able to sleep well in, in a couple months now. 
there was there was a day where there was a day when I was I was probably awake for like five hours in total because my body was just screaming at me to sleep. Yet ironically, I was even more tired the next day. You're not alone if it feels like everything is out of your control. You're not alone if the unthinkable is happening. That's my life as I record this. What does life look like after the gospel? It could look like mine. Jesus does not promise a life filled with prosperity. It doesn't he doesn't promise a life without pain or suffering. Life is hard. But the gospel offers hope. And that fundamentally changes everything. Because I I know God, I trust him. He is faithful. He loves me. He knows what's best for me. I have full confidence that though this is not at all what I could have predicted, he's going to do some amazing things through this new opportunity. Because it's all a part of his will. And it doesn't necessarily always take away the pain or the confusion. I have way more questions than I have answers. But Jesus offers hope. And that in itself is everything. There is everlasting hope that the Christian worldview offers. Like there's there's a reason why he is sending my husband and me to North Carolina. And I don't know why, but I know Jesus is going to do some incredible things through this. I know that God is good, and this is why I choose to follow him. This is one example of what my life looks like after accepting Jesus. You don't have to trust the universe. You know that the universe doesn't care about you. You don't have to wait for the stars to align. You don't have to manifest You don't have to sit in anxiety or uncertainty and hope that one day everything will come together. There's another way to do life, and it's by seeking Jesus, the author of the universe. He loves you. He cares for you. He is your comfort and strength. For the Christian, the best is always yet to come because no matter what happens in this life, no matter if, if it's filled with the most amazing opportunities or, or it seems like everything is just going in a way that you wouldn't expect, like regardless of what life looks like, the best is always yet to come for the Christian because of Jesus. He wins in the end. The king of the universe wins in the end. As I continue to post, I invite you to join the journey. This is what life looks like after the gospel. Everlasting hope. We have hope because of Jesus. He is for us, not against us. He loves us. The king of the universe loves us. There's another way to do life, and it works. Seek Jesus.